welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart, the founder of Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and this is the podcast where you're going to learn how to take control of your health and wellness through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Today, I have my lovely wife on the podcast. We're going to be talking about her fitness journey, how she got into CrossFit, kind of her background, and what motivated her to get into coaching in the first place. So I think this is going to be fun. Um, so welcome. Hello. Nice Hello. to meet you again. <laughs> Always good to have you, my love. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's dive right in. Um, take us back to the very beginning and share what got you started with your fitness journey, just period. Um, well, let's see. I've been very active my whole life. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I started off as a collegiate volleyball player. Um, I played at San Jose State. I played volleyball my entire life. I think fitness has definitely been the number one part of my life growing up. I was always playing um, on a sports team and always um, doing things to better my fitness because I wanted to be the best. Just for myself, nobody really influenced me, I would say, uh, to get better. My parents supported me and they um, definitely brought me to um, all of the events like the clinics and um, stuff like that growing up. But I definitely just kind of always pushed myself um, to be the best. And so I did personal training from a very young age. I had a trainer uh, throughout high school. Two different trainers definitely stand out in my mind as far as influencing me to really push my, my fitness and to reach my goals. And so throughout high school, I was very accustomed to working out before school started at 6 a.m., um, working out before practices after practices, on the weekends, and stuff like that. And that allowed me to, you know, go to college and play professionally, at least at that level. Uh, however, I did not have a great college experience. Um, it actually led me to never play volleyball again. And I really don't have any intention to do so. But what it did allow me to do is find a different avenue for fitness. Like most people after college or even after high school, I don't think they have a plan on how to continue their fitness. We're all used to just taking PE classes. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's pretty much as far as it goes. So I found myself kind of in limbo after college and didn't really know what to do. I came from double day practices to being a part of nothing. So I ended up finding a CrossFit gym um, and did ramp up. At the time, it was a group setting and you were in like this small group for a few weeks. Um, and then you would learn the CrossFit movements. And, um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I started. It was in 2011. And that was in Northern California. Oh, okay. um, so I was up there, um, joined the gym. I didn't actually do a few movements. I didn't do rope climbs or snatches for the first two years of CrossFit. Well, mainly because number one, I had an injury. I broke my arm. And so I was in a cast and then I had physical therapy for almost a whole year. So I didn't do those things. Also, I was very scared. I'm scared of heights. I don't like um, being high up. So rope climbs took me a long time to accomplish. And then looking back now, it's been almost over 10 years. And those are two of my favorite movements by far. Mm, that's awesome. It's really cool how that came about where it was like a, a major weakness and a fear became a strength of yours. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people think, you know, they just kind of see us at our end result right now of, or where mm -hmm. we're at and they have no idea how we all started. And we all started where everybody starts, not knowing anything, Yeah, right? Just completely new to the entire environment. I've never done um, 
stuff like stuff like CrossFit before. I think mostly because growing up, and many of us can relate to this in the 90s, you know, strength training for kids wasn't really um, done. It was always, you know, talked about as, oh, it'll stunt your growth. Oh, yeah. Especially I for girls. That. <clears throat> that, ha- uh, that happened a lot to me, too. It was like they didn't want me bench pressing or doing any kind of shoulder work because I played baseball. So they were like, yeah, no shoulder work, um, you know, do three sets of 10 and just call it there. And like, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it at the time, but I I, I was kind of held back as well. Yeah. So I did a lot of um, machines growing up and plyometrics. I think the most lifting we did was like kettlebells and maybe deadlifts, but not with the best form or technique, of course. So... Anyway, um, after Northern California, I moved to Southern California, found a new gym. Um, that didn't last very long until I found Red Wolf um, in 2013. 2013. Yeah. I think it was spring of 2013. Yeah. Be, mm. You had not been open for an entire year yet. It was no, we were about like, six months in, I think, yeah. when you came. And I started the gym there. And, you know, I was a part of the gym for like a few years before Matt and I actually started dating and we became, you know, a couple together and kind of branched off and started this new part of Red Wolf together. Yeah. And that was in 2018 that we really branched off and, and kind of made it our own. And from there, I guess that's when my coaching journey kind of really started in 2018. 2018, um, yeah. I quit my job. Um, I was working in Corona Del Mar at a restaurant for about five years and I fully left that and then just started doing the gym with you. That was a scary time. It was a very scary time. I was, I was really nervous. It's not that I didn't want that, but I was just nervous because you brought in some good money from, from that high end restaurant for yeah. tips. Cause you were, you were like a really good bartender there. It was good. Um, <clears throat> and mostly Matt and I ran the gym by ourselves for a while. Yeah. That and was rough until we, you <laughs> know, hired another coach. It was fun, but coach. it was rough. Yeah, we hired another coach, um, but coaching for me did not come naturally, nor did athletics. Like, let me be completely honest. I'm not very athletic. I ca- I work very hard to be athletic. And I think there's a big uh, difference there. Like a lot of people are gifted and they can naturally, and I I'm envy these people because there are people at our gym who are very athletic mm-hmm. and um, can easily catch on to things. I work very hard to get better at things. Oh, yeah. Um, even 100%. though it might come across as that I am good at stuff well that's purely because i've worked very hard my whole life to be at that point it's the accumulation of 10 years as well i mean i remember when you first came in and like you were you were weak you couldn't (laughs) you couldn't do pull-ups very well like i remember when i first i mean i saw you do shakedown at the competition i mean at our gym yeah. Uh, for our team comp and like i mean i mean you move well but i mean you weren't anything exceptional let's just say that like no, no offense of course no no absolutely not i mean in college um for volleyball we mm. had to be able to do three strict pull-ups and i could not do three strict pull-ups in college now how many can you do uh 15 is my max that's I'm awesome <laughs> trying to get to 20 um but still the goal uh, 15 is my max now so i am in way better shape than i've ever been i'm now 32 and I'm only getting fitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think it's funny. I've just now kind of thought about how in the last five years, I've only had kids, really. I've mm-hmm. had three kids in five years. And, you know, I've come from, I thought I was really fit before that. And now I feel like I'm even fitter, which is kind of scary to think about. Is You know, I thought I was fit in 2018 before we had Lily. And then now looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm actually in better shape. And the circumstances are totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have le- we're training way less. Way less. I mean, Matt and I used to do 
two, three plus hours in the gym. Oh, Sometimes easily. we'd go to the track later and do some running. I mean, mm -hmm. we were all about lots of time in the gym and now we spend, you know, we do class. Yeah. I think we spent up to like, we were averaging probably three to four hours of training a day Yeah, at and, one point. And we're, oh, we're only getting better, which is, yeah, I think, which is weird. <laughs> no, I think it's more of our knowledge has become a lot better. Yeah. And yeah. through trial and error of what we've personally have been doing and trying ourselves, we've learned and we've changed and adapted and have found that actually, um, really like learning your body is actually more important mm -hmm. and being very well aware of what affects you, what doesn't affect you in a positive and a negative aspect, and then just continuously building upon that. Yeah. I think that's kind of where we've come from and what's gotten better as coaches. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. So you said back when you were first starting out that you wanted to be the best and you're being a little modest here because you did play division one volleyball at San Jose state and you were heavily recruited out of uh, Hawaii. You were the number one setter out of Hawaii at the time when you graduated, correct? Yes. I was state player of the year in yes, state 2009. Yeah. So, which means that you were the best player <laughs> in 2009. We'll just say that. Uh, so was there any kind of distinct, like, I want to say moment where you're like, I want to be the best or what do you think it was just uh, like you were always had that mindset or, you know, kind of walk us through that. Um, I've always had that mindset, but there was a distinct moment that I did make a specific decision to be the best. Um, and it wasn't high school. It was when I wanted to make varsity. Um, I made varsity my freshman year. I was one of the few people to do that. And then I just actually not freshman year. So that that's a lie. Sophomore year. Freshman year, I played on the JV team. Um, I really wanted to make varsity, but getting onto that team was like super important to me. And I did everything it took. I did clinics and like I said, personal training. I did a lot of hours in the gym. And uh, from that, it definitely paid off. I really upped it junior year to senior year because we were losing a lot of players on our team. Mm. And the talk on the island was that we weren't going to be anything special. Our team was going to suck because we lost all these great um, seniors, you know, the class above us. And so that really fired me up to like push even harder to be the best my mm -hmm. senior year and prove them all wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that really, that really amped up my game and you know, that was my goal and I accomplished it and it was a lot of hard work. Like, don't get me wrong. I spent a lot of time in the gym and I, and what was different is that all my friends at the time, didn't see that they just I, I remember specifically people were um kind of shocked that a setter got like state player of the year because it's usually like the people who score the hitters stuff like that so mm -hmm. it was it was definitely different but worked hard to earn it and that's all it that's all it really takes yeah would you say that you had to put in a crazy amount of volume of effort sacrifice and training to attain that yeah absolutely i think that's what people don't understand i think a lot of people uh think it, the bare minimum is enough and it's absolutely not it never is no when was and the last time like anything good came out of the bare minimum nothing but i don't think people realize that until they really start putting in some effort and realizing that this is hard fitness is hard it's gonna be you know hard forever and once you accept that and you, you, you know that the benefits outweigh how much the hard work is, you know, it, it really makes it worth it. Yeah. When you were working your hardest, like junior and senior year, like you said, to make state player of the year and be one of the best volleyball players and heavily recruited, like what was like the amount of hours 
that you put in both in the gym and on the court doing all your specialty training? Um, probably one to two hours of specialty training a day. And then practice was like two hours a day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could total up to four hours. But again, this was back like in high school when I was just a kid mm-hmm. and I didn't have any other responsibilities. Now the story changes. Uh, I want people to know that actually going into college, I played on the worst team in the Pacific um, we lost every single game except one my mm-hmm. freshman year. I went from the number one uh, team, state champions, for four years in a row to the absolute worst team. And that was a big change. And it was a struggle in a totally different sense. It wasn't mm-hmm. about being physically the best. You were now had, were challenged to play on a team that was challenged, that struggled, and mm. tried to make that team better. So... Mm. Yeah. I mean, college was a totally different aspect. I mean, the same amount of effort went in, I would say in college, you know, Mm -hmm. most teams spend one to two hours in the weight room and then another one to two hours in the gym, which is totally normal, but that is normal. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then that's it. So we, we struggled in college and that was a huge turning point for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's not, it's not fun going from on top of the world to the bottom. Yeah. And so I've, I've definitely experienced both ends of being the best and then on the worst. Yeah. And that, that's perfect because that leads me into my next question, which is, you know, every person, you know, on their path is filled with ups and downs. So could you share a pivotal challenge or setback that you faced along your journey? And more importantly, what did you, what did it teach you and how did you bounce back? Well, let's uh, proceed with the story of San Jose State and my volleyball career even further. I actually um, was let go of the team. My team, my coach tried to push me off the team and let me go, which wasn't actually allowed by the NCAA at the time because scholarships and stuff Mm. like that. So a huge turning point for me was actually being uh, let go of the team in my senior year. And instead, I just focused on academics. I graduated um, a semester early um, and then left. But again, that was such a hard time for me. I went from such extreme athletics and into absolutely nothing and just being a student. And I had no work experience. I never worked a job outside of like, you know, some basic cash jobs, mm-hmm. cleaning bathrooms or s- stuff like that. Um, so I never actually had a real job until then. And then I went and started working in restaurants and just trying to build off of that. And I got fed up with Northern California and completely moved and picked up and left and found a new job, found a new gym and tried to make a whole new set of friends. And that was pretty tough. Uh, everybody knows that gym uh, life and gym friends is full of drama, especially when you're young and you're mm-hmm, in your 20s. Really and so it's a lot to take on. And it was fun. It was good times. And then, I mean, Red Wolf definitely changed my life. In what ways? <laughs> of course, so many. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for one, we know the biggest one. But. The biggest one, of course, is our family. But uh, other than that, it really taught me some really good fitness habits. I learned from really good coaches. Um, the early coaches, I mean, Matt himself is definitely the best coach. I, I learned all my personal training, all my cues, everything that people know about me is stems from Matt. And then, um, (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist. And then, um, you know, earlier coaches, like I think Mark really stands out in my mind too as, um, a barbell coach. He was like the barbell, we had a a class and he was the coach for that. And that really, I miss Mark so much and I'm, I'm so glad we still keep in touch with him. Yeah. That really, um, improved my barbell lifts at least when I first came and joined the gym. 
Um, oh, yeah. It, by the way, let's take a quick break. If you have not listened to Mark's podcast, Mark is one of our former coaches. Um, he might be coming back. It depends if he gets a new job out in this area, but he might be coming back as a member. But he was shot on duty and survived and credits CrossFit and a lot of the training that we did and saving his life. And we're very happy that he's with us. And uh, so if you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's episode 33 or 34. So you can go back and listen to that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a great one. But yeah, so the earlier coaches really influenced me at Red Wolf and really directed my path, I guess, to coaching. You know, another coach that stands out is actually a member now is Tanya, too. Tanya was a coach at the time when I first joined. Um, and she she really inspires me. I mean, she still to this day inspires me. She's also our kid fit coach mm -hmm. um, along with Phil, and they are doing a great job um, inspiring our youth and our kid program at the gym. Yeah, and I can't believe that that's taken off. Yeah, and so she she still was a huge impact in my coaching path at Red Wolf and kind of like where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be like. That's awesome. <laughs> what, what makes you want to be like Tanya so much? Well, if you don't know Tanya, Tanya is like a super fit mom. I mean, she has, three, she has three kids as well, three boys, and she really crushes it, you know, and she doesn't let that stigma of getting older or being a mom kind of affect, you know, her fitness and her health. And I think she exudes so much confidence. And that's someone who I want to be like. Mm, awesome. And I've never asked you this question before. But when in those early days, when you first joined, and what was like the thing that made Red Wolf different? And what did you like about it so much? Um, let's see. I came from a gym before that and even the two gyms before that, that just didn't have like this really exciting, powerful drive to it. Mm. I don't know. There's an energy at Red Wolf. If you take a class there or if you walk in and you meet the members, there's a vibe that doesn't exist at other gyms that I've been at, at least. And I could feel that when I first walked in, when i had no idea, you know, what the future would entail. Um, and that's really attracted me to stay there and to choose to leave the gym that I was currently at and pursue uh, the best, right? I wanted to surround myself with the best and I could tell that they were there. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I wanted to go. That's awesome. Best finds best, huh? Yeah, for sure. I think people just need to kind of step out of the box and, and look and plan and see where they want to go and be and surround themselves with people who are like that, who they want to be like. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid of being kind of maybe like the weaker, the weaker one in the group, right? Because that'll only push you to be better. That'll oh, yeah. only, 100%. if you surround yourself, what, what is the saying? If you surround yourself with five fit people, you'll be the sixth, mm -hmm. right? If you surround so, yourself with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. Yeah. They say so, that too about finance. Exactly. So, you know, I wanted to surround myself with people who had like mindset like me and I think that's the type of community we've definitely been building at Red Wolf. Yeah, and that's a huge reason why I married you in the first place. <laughs> well, seriously, was your mindset. Because I distinctly remember giving you programming and being like, oh, I think I'm wasting my time here because I don't think she's even going to do it. <laughs> and then lo and behold, because I, I gave assault bike intervals. Yeah. And nobody did nobody assault bike intervals yeah. whenever I did design programs for them. But guess what? I saw you doing them. And I distinctly remember a day when I looked out there and I saw you doing it. And you did the entire thing and you, and, did it, and you did it hard and you did it the right way. And I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> and then ever since then, I've kind of liked you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome. That's for a whole other podcast. Yes. We won't get into that. Um, all right. Um, so staying motivated is a theme that many of our 
listeners resonate with. And I think everyone sees you as a highly motivated person on those tough days, even on days like, you know, that we go through, you know, when energy is low or doubts start to creep in your brain, you know, how do you reignite the passion and keep pushing forward? Very tough question. Um, I don't want to like just sound like anybody else, but I mean, you think about your goals for me recently, I think about my kids. I think about like, what, what would I say to them? If the role was reversed, I think about what they would say to me if they saw me working out and struggling and having a tough day. And specifically yesterday, I mean, we had a workout that was 5,000 meters on the bike or 2,000 meters on the rower max out. And I have not been having the best training week myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I haven't been, you know, feeling my best. And as I was on, you know, my bike and my 5,000 meters, um, I really, so many moments I wanted to quit oh, yeah. or just slow down, not necessarily quit, but just like not push as hard. Yeah. And I just thought about like, well, why are we doing this? Like I'm, I'm doing it to, you know, work on my health and fitness, but more importantly, if my kids were here sitting next to me, what would I want them to see? I would want them to see me working hard. Yeah. I would want them to see me, you know, trying my best, even when I'm not feeling my best and I could like hear them cheering me on. And that just, mm-hmm. that, that's what motivates me. And I know not everybody has kids um, or thinks of it in that sense, but you have to think of something that really matters to you and make that your priority and then let it help you influence in the gym. Right? Yeah. And just kind of like let that exude and that energy exude. And trust me, it really starts to vibe. Yeah, no, I, I like that. That's, that's really helpful. And one thing that I like to tell myself too when I'm having one of those days is I like, you know, if I were coaching myself, what would I tell myself? Yeah, I mean... And we all know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, you'd push harder. The same things that I tell um, our members in the gym when I'm coaching, trust me, I say the same things in my own head when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what is it? Squeeze your butt, tight belly. Like That's yeah. like the number one thing everybody hears me say, but I say it to myself too. All those little coaching cues, like I, I repeat those in my head and I just hope that people will start to do that themselves um, as they hear it more and more and and then that just helps, you know, their workouts get yeah. better. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's really helpful. Thank you. Uh, so going to kind of our, like our last section of our topics here is many people hesitate to, I guess, invest in themselves. You know, that they're, they're looking at the, I think a lot of people are on a cost-based mindset when it comes to this kind of training. Uh, and I know that you've mentioned a lot that you had personal training growing up, that you're a person that you are heavily invested in personal training now. And, you know, as coaches, you and I both know that a one-on-one training approach yields the fastest results in, and gets you better results. And not only that is that people actually stick with it even longer. So, you know, either a cost or intimidation could be a factor, but can you share any experiences or insights about like the long-term benefits and value that you perceive from doing a one-on-one style training? Um, yeah, I guess personal training for me, again, I I have to think back to my two original personal trainers, um, back in high school, uh, Chris and, uh, coach Geisen. I mean, those were the two, I mean, they're both male figures who really influenced me, uh, into push harder. They watching them work out, watching their mindset. I, I learned a lot from them, not just as a personal trainer in the sense that, oh, I know how to do these lifts now. Mm -hmm. But they taught me more about how to be tough, how to have the right mindset when you're working out, that this is longevity. Because they were both older, 
and they weren't like young personal trainers by any means, but they continuously worked on their health and fitness. And it just made me think, you know, long-term that this is something I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I want to definitely, maybe not coach. I never thought I was going to be a coach when I was younger. (laughs) Absolutely not. But uh, I definitely wanted fitness to be a part of my life, just like it was theirs, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think personal training, not only to, you know, learn how to lift or learn how to weight train, you learn so much more from your trainer. And it's that's why it's so important to find the right trainer mm-hmm. um, because they can influence you and impact your life in ways that you didn't originally think it was going to be, whether it be nutrition, mindset, just having that kind of like representation of what fitness is like and who you want to be like. Again, surround yourself with people that you want to be like and you will only start to be like them. Right. I, I think people, you know, are looking for like a magic bullet and it's not just one thing, right? It's like, you know, a a thousand golden BBs, right? Just, you know, just, you know, doing these little things, right? Just a a ton of little things that accumulate and who you surround yourself with is just one of those many things. Yeah. And consistency over time. I think a, a trainer, you know, keeps you on task, keeps pushing you. That's another thing, I guess. It's just that somebody is there to push you because you're not, you don't know what you're capable of until you're really kind of like pushed out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that be in a group setting or one-on-one, the combination of both is the sweet spot. I think we've definitely have found that. Um, but if you can only uh, choose one, I guess I would pick personal training in the long run. It's going to yield the most results. Um, it's going to push you to be even better than you are now. Um, that's something that I would pick for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Good to know. Any kind of closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners about your journey? Any any other advice you can give us? Um, no, just just know everyone's fitness journey is different. And just don't think that when you see somebody, I guess, you know, think that they've always been like that. Okay, there's a lot of people in, in our gym specifically and just, you know, out there who have worked so hard to get to where they're at. And just know that it does take hard work to get there. Um, and you know, a lot of sacrifice, but it's totally worth it. And it really will inspire you in other ways than just in the gym. I think in your life, you'll just get better and all, all around. Yeah. And I think kind of going off that is that, you know, the hardest part's really the beginning because it's, it's, it's really hard to get started and get fit at first, but then it's a lot easier to maintain. And then those results actually start compounding yes. to the point where, you know, just like how we said, you know, we don't train as hard or as often yeah. or with as much volume, but we're still, I mean, I don't, I'm not as fit as I was in my late twenties, but I'm still surprisingly have retained a lot of that fitness because I just never stopped. Yeah, absolutely. Once you start, just don't stop. Yeah, That's all that matters. Stop. Just like any other workout, right? Once you start, just keep moving. Just keep moving. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. It was great to hear your story and to share that with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit, and please send us your questions there. We definitely would love to see more topics to talk about on our podcast. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it.